nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. Today is sort of a grab bag day, and uh, we have a confusion I'm in meetings. It's a grab bag of confusion, Ross. <laughs> I was about to say that, Kathy, until you cut me off. <laughs> um, <laughs> meetings... welcome, welcome, new listeners. This is how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're very friendly to each other. Forget. Oh, one to thing Fletcher. I... <laughs> yes. Oh, one thing I wanted to throw out. Um, I was watching a show. It just, I sort of collecting uh, misusages. I was watching a show. It was actually a really pretty good show. You guys ever heard of uh, Colony? It's a typical aliens invade Earth and people try to fight back. And L.A. is divided into zones by these mysterious walls that the aliens put up or whatever. It was fun. I'm really enjoying it. But I heard this and I actually went back, tried to, you know, listen to it again. And then I put uh, subtitles on and it's exactly what I heard. It was interesting. Uh, one of the guys is, has been captured, and they quote, and he's explaining to his wife uh, why he's, um, by accident, he gave information about the resistance. And he said, they drug it out of me. Mm. Oh, good God. <laughs> and I, I, I said, I can't be hearing this. Did they mean drugged him out? You know what? Nope. It was a past uh, tense of drag. They drug it out of me. Have you guys ever heard that? Oh, sure. I have. Yeah, my, yeah. My husband uses it sometimes. <laughs> and he's in this room, so I'm not going to comment any further. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've heard that a lot, I think. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. I, Kathy's caught me a, several times saying, well, what do I say sometimes, Kathy? I, I said I shouldn't you say do it. St then... you, say, you say stunk instead of stank, which is a pet yes. piece of mine. But we did this on strong. If you guys recall, we did strong verbs right. a while back. Yeah. I was wondering if we should revisit strong verbs or something. I don't know. Whatever. Not to be reactionary, Kathy. <laughs> oh, I think Ross has just done a segue. <laughs> S-E-G-U-E. <laughs> yes, this is we go back to the grab bag of confusion. Fletcher, hot seat time. Here I am. What's wrong with this sentence from Sports Illustrated? <clears throat> D'Antonio did conduct a press conference later on, but it seemed reactionary and he didn't say much. Well, now we know the question was, what word is wrong in that sentence? But I think you might have figured it out, huh? <laughs> right. Reactionary. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, in that case, I guess maybe you'd want to say re reactive. Uh, no. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay, tell me why. <laughs> okay, we're going to go. What does reactionary mean? Let's say, let's start with that one. Reactionary is usually an adjective, and it means a person, or it, it refers to having an opposing, opposing a political or social liberalization or reform, i.e. reactionary attitudes towards uh, women's rights or whatever. You can also use it in effect as a noun. He, uh, he's a reactionary in the sense of, a person who is opposed to that. Reactive, on the other hand, Catherine? Can I go back, though, and say, 
the reason we started with this word was we got an email from Pamela who said she was listening to another podcast <clears throat> uh, during a walk. <laughs> and she realized that the podcast host was uh, using, describing a person as reactionary when she thought he meant reactive. Mm-hmm. And um, she was saying she's heard it a bunch of times. People using reactionary reactive should be used and asked us to address it. Thus this. I'm sorry. I was just doing a backtrack so Pamela could get the nod. But it's interesting because both words stem backwards from the same, you know, original, of course, original Latin in this case. But in one case, the, they, the words diverged in that set or the meanings diverged and reactionary came to mean pretty much only what we're saying. Someone who opposes... Uh, liberal reforms or uh, looks backwards basically rather than forwards in terms of uh, various attitudes. Not necessarily pejorative, but probably normally used as that. Reactive, of course, means reacting to something. And all over the place, like you could have reactive tennis players who really have quick reactions and react very well to the ball coming across the uh, net. But we noticed all over the place thousands literally of reactionary tennis players reactionary baseball players etc it sounds to us like reactionary tennis players or reactionary baseball players are basically people who have a political viewpoint mm-hmm. rather than have quick reflexes right however and this is always the case with english as we know like the oed does list uh, back i think it was in the mid-19th century reactionary used to mean relating to or characterized by reaction or something that constitutes a reaction. So this has is not a new, even though we're only noticing it now. I didn't really notice it, to be honest with you, until we got Pamela's email. But once yeah. you start looking, it's there. But it has, I mean, as with everything, use and misuse in, in, in English, it has been around for a long time, which fascinated me. Yeah, interestingly enough, in Webster's Dictionary, I, I kind of like how they did their, their definition, reactionary adjective. Relating to, marked by, or favoring reaction, especially ultra-conservative politics. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of, it, it kind of like gives a little bit of a pass to reactionary tennis players, but not really much of one. I think we're better off sticking to the political meaning for reactionary and the using reactive when we're talking about tennis or baseball. Yeah, I do think this is one where we do need to be careful because I I would get a little confused if I read about a reactionary tennis player. Uh, I mean, because unless unless I were deep in the article and it was clear that they were only talking about technique or, or whatever, the playing style, you know, I, I, I might wonder if maybe that person had some social critique that I hadn't read. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, and were they branching off into a different area or a different topic of discussion there? Or were they still just talking about this person's style of play? I agree, too. Yeah, that, that would confuse me a little bit. I know. It's interesting. I just found an example from D.H. Lawrence in Women in Love. Um, and and, and it, it says, Eliasson was only another kind of coupling, reactionary from the legal marriage. Reaction mm. was a greater bore than action. Okay, there you get it, because it's contextual. But it still, it still bothers me, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, you know? I think, like with a lot of what we talk about, it creates ambiguity that we don't want. And mm-hmm. so be careful. Mm-hmm. And now, this is the next part of her email. This is the next thing that she had in her email that's driving us a little nuts. <laughs> that we never th- I never thought of before. Okay, I'm going to give you a sentence. Uh, Ross, you read the sentence. But Fletcher, find out what is wrong in this sentence. It's from USA Today. It was about a week ago. 
and it was about um, American Airlines pilots and, and ambi- no, not ambiguity. I've got ambiguity in my brain now. Um, it was about false things that are that are being presented um, in in the social media in particular about travel. And USA Today article said, based on our research, we we rate false the claim COVID nineteen vaccinated American Airlines pilots died during flights. That's this amazing. But never mind. The article making the claim originates from a website that creates false news story. Both American Airlines and the FAA have said there is no evidence the incidences occurred. I, I guess incidences instead of incidents. Very good, yeah. Fletcher. Is that just un- explain? Is it just unnecessary? I mean, is 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 it just the, the wrong no. plural? I, what is it? No, it's the yes. wrong plural. It's the wrong word. Okay. Do you know that? Okay, we're talking right now about two different words: incident and incidents. Okay, incident is you know we kind of basically know something that happened. Incidents. Technically and usually, I mean, there are fuzzy, fuzzinesses here, but usually means the frequency with which something bad occurs yeah. or something occurs. Yeah. So if the incidences in this case would be referring to um, incidences is a very rare word to use as a plural. You would say the incidence of COVID is, you know, that's what that's the way to correctly say. Right. The Meaning like the, the occurrence of COVID. The frequency of which yeah. it's 20. Yeah. The incidence of COVID is higher in Italy than it is in Spain. That's correct usage. I guess you could say incidences. Actually, that's the one case I think you could legally say incidences. If you're yes. comparing two incidents. <laughs> is, yes. You know I mean? Like the incidences of COVID versus the incidences of flu, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. Well, the incidence of COVID versus the incidence of flu, we have two different instances right here. One is 10%. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't take those percentages. Let's grab them. (laughs) A big problem here, aside from the fact that they're very similar words, is that incidence, N-C-E, sounds like the plural incidents. N-T-S, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when when we say them, I mean, even aside from the fact that they're almost identically spelled, almost, uh, one sounds exactly like the the singular of the other one, or the the plural, sorry, the plural. Not to harken back to last week's tease, but it would be better if you said, if you really overdid it and said incidents. I can't do it. You can't do it. No, you can't do it in English. It's happening, though, more and more. And it's so funny. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill Pamela for this one because she's making me notice all these things. And I've suddenly heard constantly now people speaking and saying incidences um, as opposed to incidents, which is really driving me a little nuts. I, I, yeah. I don't know whether I have or not, but I'll bet I'll notice now. You will. Trust I think, me. It's gonna, it's I think like, incidents, I, I don't, I, I, this is like a wild guess, but somehow to me, incidents sounds cooler and like you're more of a scientist type than incident don't you think really so it sounds like you're kind of more technically oriented i don't know maybe that's (laughs) one of the reasons i'm just wondering now we're going to go back to other confusables that we hadn't done before and we're going to move to this sentence right here from the hamilton golf and country club in ancaster ontario (laughs) ah your neck of the woods oh my (laughs) very nearby area where'd you find this ross (laughs) (laughs) well i mean actually we're gonna clue right now bar steward it's a it was a uh, job (laughs) application that was posted 
uh, at the Golf and Country Club, and it's bar steward duties. One, set up and tear down bars for functions. Two, monitor stock supplies to ensure full bar available at all times within prescribed limits. I'll read that latter part because it's very <laughs> blatant. Monitor stock supplies to ensure full bar available at all times within proscribed limits. And that's what I wondered was was whether you were saying prescribed or proscribed. Right. You've got it. And and so prescribed is what's recommended or or what's what needs to be done. What what is proscribed exactly? Proscribed means to forbid or to denounce. Right, so the opposite. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of there, yeah. <laughs> so the Hamilton Golf and Country Club has a bartender who's ensuring a full supply of booze within forbidden limits, which is a little hard to do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's hard to play within those limits. <laughs> yeah. well, what I love is there, you'll be under par. Um, the proscribed uh, initially from the OED was to publish or announce publicly the name of a person condemned to death. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like really gets you off your golf game, you know? Yeah, if you ever, if you studied Latin, that's like one of the biggie words in Latin that you get because the uh, dictator Sulla in ancient Rome would have like posts lists of people. Basically what he did was he was a billionaire before it was big. And his idea was to like, uh, proscribe people, post their names up, and then they would get killed, and he would take all their money and their houses. It's not a bad deal. No, that's not bad at all for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a pre pretty awful deal for basically everybody else. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and then we had, uh, Kath, was that Reason Magazine had a headline, which I really loved. Remember that one? Oh, oh. It was, uh, prescribe is you to make a beneficial recommendation or what is it, you make a prescription. And Reason Magazine had a headline referring to a doctor who was not allowed to do this, and it said, prescription, proscription. <laughs> it was like, that was really, that's yeah. elegant. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving along. This is an easy one. I'm sure Fletcher knows it. But for some reason, Kathy and I keep finding this spelling error everywhere, everywhere. And it's um, this was in Variety, which is a... I think Fletcher would very well know Variety, a major film magazine. Let's Theater. call it a big mistake. And it's one that illustrates the key principle, P-A-L, mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. bad movie remakes. Mm -hmm. Right, and so that should be principle P-L-E. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Because your princ your principal is, is the one who uh, leads your school. I always... When I was in school, they always said that you can remember that because because your principal is your pal. Yes, Got it. I know. I remember that too. That, I remember every, that. I think every kid at one point. Do they I still know. do that with kids? Because I hated. I mean, I remembered it though. I got to remember. I mean, I definitely remembered it. So I did my too. question is, if we were all taught this as like eight or ten year olds, why are people now in their like twenties, thirties, and forties still writing it with pull mm, instead of pal? That's a really good maybe they hated pal. the principal. <laughs> The principal is not my pal. <laughs> yeah, so forget it. They're, they're, yeah, they're here we get reactionary, aren't they? <laughs> yes, exactly. Here we get into a problem, though, because with proscription, prescription, and principle, and I think the, even the uh, earlier we were talking about incidents, all if you go back to etymology, Kathy and I love, and you know we all love to go backwards and go, oh, this word came from here and here and here. All of these words that we've dealt with so far have come from Latin, and they've come from one Latin word. And then they've diverged via French or in English or in Latin itself. 
because like principal comes from uh, princeps, mm-hmm. which is prince, leader, head, and then it mm-hmm. they diverged into one is a principle, meaning a noun, a rule, a doctrine, or whatever. The other one being you know the guy who runs your school, who you may like or not like. So etymology here, looking backwards on the word's origin, doesn't really help us too much. Unless we go like just a little teeny bit back to French or whatever. They came from the same Latin root, but then they diverged early on, didn't they? Yeah, very early, yeah, including okay. in Latin. I, can... I mean, the, the words in Latin, you know, became, I mean, what happens with words is they, you know, they mutate, really, for want of a better mm. term, and they mutate into different things. And so even if we have the original proto word, it, it changes. And if we mm. go back into time and look at the original Latin, you know, they were different then. If we look at the French, they were different then. So it doesn't help us. We just have to memorize. The principal is indeed your pal. We're done. <laughs> eh, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I always got in trouble for talking. So oh, nah. Yeah. You, know? you know, and I was always taught to question authority anyway. So I was always pretty skeptical of that. Yeah. Not my pal. Yeah, her pal, maybe, or his yeah. pal. But yeah, I'll keep my eye on him. Now, this is, this confusable is a... Um, we don't have a sentence, Ross. No, we don't. <laughs> Let's just ask Fletcher. Let's do it this way. This was a different. Okay. We actually didn't want a sentence because we had designed a unique new quiz method. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too unique and it's not particularly interesting. But <laughs> okay. Now, Fletcher, um, what is the when I want to talk about your salary package? I'm not asking your salary, mm-hmm. but good. You, Oh, you can tell us if you want. I work in public radio, so it's it's not high. But when you're discussing it with, let's say you're now seeking a new employment with a high-paid radio station, and you ask for the re-blank-blank-blank shun package, (laughs) what do you ask for? I don't know, pay? No. Compensation? Uh, No. A different word with R in it. It starts with an R-E. Yes. The, uh, it's payment received for worker service done. <laughs> Re. Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna stick to sentences next. Yeah. Time. This, this, is, this is not not working for me. Uh, what okay. What's the difference between remuneration and remuneration? Oh. 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 Um. I. I don't think I can actually exactly define. Maybe either one. I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, I certainly wouldn't use either word. Okay, remuneration was the word we were seeking here. Okay, with the M U N E R A T I O N remuneration, and a remuneration package is the or remuneration is the total benefits you receive. For example, at a job. Okay, you're going to for a job as a CEO at a big bank. Your remuneration package includes stock options, huge salary, and a jet. Right. So, like my That's like my total like my total compensation. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. And now, remunerate is a word that's not often used, but it means to recount, to count again. I'm numerating, I'm renumerating. Okay, that's what I would have guessed, but, but you saying it's not often used makes me feel better because I was trying to figure out when in the world I would be using renumeration. <laughs> so so I- You would basically- Yeah, if I would have had to guess, you know, if you'd come in here with a pitchfork and threaten to stab me with it or something, then that's, I guess, what I, that's what I would have guessed is something to do with recounting. We looked at renumeration on the Google Ngram, which you know, lists how many times the word is used in a book or whatever. And remuneration is, is soared in the past uh, 20 or 30 years. Remuneration? Remuneration is remuneration. Oh, okay. 
and remuneration is is tiny. It's infinitesimal. But, okay, but yeah, but that's because that's in print. The problem is in these two words. I think um, is is it's 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 metathesis. Here we go back to metathesis again. It's remunerate is 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 a weird thing for your mouth to do. Absolutely. Where remunerate is. Yep. So while it might not be in print, I think when you're speaking, the temptation is to is to flip the M and the N and say renew instead of remune. It's also surprising to me that it's not more often confused in print because we're talking about numbers, right? We're talking about compensation that that has to do with numbers, and so it wouldn't right. surprise it doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me at all that mm-hmm. people would say remunerate right. instead. And mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and in fact, I'm going to throw out a fascinating 2012 study conducted by the British Institute of Verbatim Reporters. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> they found this was the third most commonly mispronounced word in their survey. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's, that's wild, yeah. So we should all be careful <laughs> to keep the mu and remunerate. Re- keep the mu and remunerate. <laughs> we're making we're making t-shirts now. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gets me with that though, that what's interesting is you were saying, Fletcher, that, that that you're thinking about number. So of course you would think num, num yeah. rather than mune. And um the 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 word didn't come from the same root as number. It came from, Ross is going to have to pronounce this Latin word, M-U-N-U-S, munis? Yeah, munis. Oh, like yeah. as in municipal. Yes. And immunity. So that's where you get the mu. But you don't think of it, now why would it have come though from civic duties? Oh, because your service done. Duties. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought, yeah, duh. <laughs> Sorry. It's late here in Spain. <laughs> well, I think that's a rather spurious excuse, Kathy. <laughs> no, no. What are you talking of, Ross? This is. <laughs> we got to work on our. We need better patter, my dear. <laughs> yes. Well, I think we should have asked Fletcher. How do you pronounce S P U R I O U? Yes. Let me let me see what I would have said. Let me think about it here. I think I would have said spurious. Rather than spurious, is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would have had the yeah in there. Spurious. Well, that's interesting. You're... I don't think I would. Kath, what do you think? I mean, I'm, I know I, it now, but no, I, I've always said spurious actually, and I have no idea why. You said correctly. I actually, yeah. that's one of those ones I've always pronounced correctly. So that is correct. It is said... correct. Spurious, not spurious. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like how do you pronounce S P U M E, like in foam and. A... I have no idea what that is. Really? Spume. S-P-U-M-E? Yeah, it's Spume. like the froth. It's froth, like, a, like, like the a, wave. Like, like, on, like on a wave? Like the frothy yeah. bit at the top of a wave? or Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or at the beach, there's like that foamy stuff. At the... Oh, but you're from Kansas. Yeah, I don't know so if you guys know this, happen. but we don't have beaches oh. around here. You or, don't? You're yeah. not coastal? Or really waves. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly no spume. We have no spume anywhere. <laughs> Okay, we need another shirt. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. I don't know spume. I, I have no spume. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I learned something today. I'm not sure I wanted Speaking to. Speaking but... though of spume, this is I'm going to be Ross here and talk Latin. It comes. This is what I. I mean, speaking of spurious, I was going back to the spume. Um, it comes from uh, the Latin, which meant born out of wedlock. It came from Etruscan. Etruscan, my dear. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, before the Latin. Uh-huh. Yes. 
which I think is really interesting because it's like a very, because Etruscan is a very mysterious language. We don't really know too much about it. So, I mean, in effect, spuri, uh, Etruscan is sort of a spurious language to some degree in our own understanding of it. We have no idea. So follow that a little bit. It, it, it came from Etruscan for born out of wedlock or something along those lines. Follow the path of that word to where we are now. Um, Etruscans, we have it spural, which meant public, as opposed yes. to the Latin. Okay, so the Romans took it over. And, and, and how did they get from public to born out of wedlock? Well, first of all, we don't really, we think it came from the Etruscan spural. Mm. We're not sure. And then spurious came, um, spurious in Latin meant illegitimate or false, fake, not so good. What, so I'm, when's the leap from public to that is what I'm curious about now. Um, that's a toughie. One guess, yeah. I would wonder, but I'd wonder about like it might be, um, it's it's like not the origin isn't great. It comes from like the masses rather than like from my own. Uh, ah, so guess. it's not from my it's not from my own whatever. It's from it's just from out. It's out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then it's illegitimate because it's not it's it's irregular. It's not it's not focused on me sort of thing. That would be think? my guess. And one one thing mm. that was fairly big in classical civilization, Roman Greece, was. If you didn't want your your kid, you'd put the kid out publicly, like on a dung heap, literally, or in the trash areas, and people would slave guys would pick it up, or people who wanted a kid would pick up the baby. And I'm wondering if that sense that's how it became illegitimate because you don't want the baby. It's you put the baby out of the public, the baby then becomes. Yeah, it's kind of like buy nothing or free cycle or something. Yeah. Yeah, free cycle babies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That seems legit to me. I mean, who knows, but... Or illegit, as the case may be, but... <laughs> right, thank you. Oh, this was one that was sort of interesting within that. Uh, this shows uh, the dangers of overthinking something or underthinking something. We found an interesting word that's uh, used a lot in computers, which is a spurious, T-U-P-L-E. And we instantly assumed that it would be pronounced the same way, a spurious tuple. Mm -hmm. But actually, I just looked it up, and it, a tuple refers to an array of, of, of uh, numbers in a, in, within a, a certain set. And tuple, just it's a word now, and it comes from multiple, quadruple, it's all the poop tuple part of things. Oh, interesting. Of course. Yeah, cool. Multiple. But I, so is it I saw it as like a spurious tuple. It's not a tuple. It's probably a tuple. So it's pronounced tuple. Tuple, like quintuple well, or sextuple. Yeah. Well, there's a big debate. <laughs> but you'd say it tuple. Quintuple. But there's a big debate about that. Apparently people get into, computer scientists get into heated arguments. That's funny. There's a tuple crowd, a tuple crowd, and a tuple crowd. That's funny. I say quintuple. I think because I say quadruple. I think because I say like quadruple. You do. That's interesting. I never thought, but you're right. You say quadruple, but I always say quintuple, uh, sextuple. Yeah. I never say tuple. No. I never thought that, but you're right. Oh, God, this is going to blow my mind for a little bit. Apparently, <laughs> 20% of all people say tuple. Tuple. Which Quint I would never say. Quintuple. Yeah. Really? I don't know if they say quintuple. I know they say tuple. <laughs> I'm in the tuple. I like tuple. I do, too. God, who knew? This has been a very edifying evening for me. Shall we move on? Yes. This is from the Greenwood Encyclopedia of Daily Life in America. 
<laughs> which all of us probably have on our bookshelves. Sure, yeah, yeah of course. <clears throat> I think that's yes. pretty, people are pretty familiar with that one, yeah. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. Okay, the South in particular felt that its pastoral society with its ruling elite and the slavery-bound servants more closely matched the ideal of ancient Rome than the industrialized society of the North with its venial politicians. That's a very long sentence. So are you, uh, yeah, are you there. looking at pastoral mm. or are you looking at venial there? Okay. Ding, 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 ding. Last one. <laughs> okay. So uh, venial versus venal, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not totally clear on, on the two definitions. Okay. The problem is the I, obviously. Yeah. Venial is, it's it, probably for Catholic, you'd probably see that quite a bit. Venial is a uh, word that means it's a, a venial sin is a pardonable sin. Right. If you go, if you commit a venial sin, you're not going to go to hell. Mortal sin, you might, according to the theology. But venial sin is minor. And venial comes way, way, goes way, way back um, via an old French word, venial. It goes backwards even further to uh, a Proto-Indo-European ven or when to strive for. And interestingly enough, venial is related to words like venerate and venison. <laughs> Those are different. <laughs> yes. Isn't that weird? Well, also Venus, the goddess of love. Too. Uh-huh. Right. So. <laughs> but now Kathy's going to talk about venal, I think. Yes. Now, venal comes from a different word, which also goes back to Proto-Indo-European, uh, obviously, which is, I can't, is that, that, now that's where the W was a V, ves. And it means it came from put up for sale. And it initially just meant to buy or sell, but then it became a willingness to sell one's services for sordid motives. Mm-hmm. Thus, we have like venal politicians or venal, you know, plutocrats or whatever. So the bo- venal is is that unsavory selling of oneself in a in a give me the cash and I'll do whatever the hell you want sort of sense. Interestingly enough, this is one case where. Um etymology or looking backwards to root words is useful because these two words have completely different origins and the uh, words evolved in completely different ways from two different words which is interesting the other ones we've done so far have been pretty much you know they split much later Mm -hmm. this one though in fairness i mean i'm not a catholic and i i have seen them used interchangeably and i know it's wrong but this, mm-hmm. I kind of feel, is sort of excusable because it, it's a little confusing. And they're both not fabulous, right? So, mm-hmm. No, actually, pardonable. It, no, never mind, because it wants pardonable. But never mind. Yeah, forget but it. But usually when you're talking about venial, you're talking about sins. And it's, I mean, mm-hmm. even if they're the pardonable ones, that you can't really escape from that word sin when you think about it. And so mm-hmm. having that sort of bleed over into venal isn't that surprising. No, I yeah. think Fletcher is right. I, I think and a venial politician... To some degree, it's like a sinning politician in that sense. So, I mean, it's a you pardonable argue, sin, but it's still a sin. Right. You could argue, you know, like there, most politicians don't go around murdering people, or at least not recently. But you know, I mean, so well, I don't, we don't I know mean, actually. We don't. If we're to believe certain people, they're eating babies. I mean, yeah, know. that's true too. But I don't think it's really a particularly egregious error to make that one at all. So we're going to forgive the Greenwood Encyclopedia. It's a venial language sin. <laughs> right. Yes, very good. Exactly. Very good. We need to we need to have like a like a hierarchy now of language sins. <laughs> I, I You're think absolutely so. right. That's true. Yes, we should. 
Okay, and this is gonna lead to like a very sort of like off ramp here because of the V, is we also had someone asking about the word V-A-L-E-T. Oh, valet or valet? Correcto. Yeah. It's like foyer and foyer, right. but go on. What do you think? Um, what do I think? I think my dad always told me it was valet, but everybody in the not the world. Everybody in the U.S. basically says valet. And so, you know, it's one of those things like, do I really want people to look at me funny just so that I can say it the way my dad said I should say it? I don't know. Well, your dad was right. You're right. Everyone's right. Right. And that's really <laughs> what it comes down to. We checked nine standard def uh, dictionaries. The, all three valet, 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 and valet all were seen as correct. Well, I think the last one there was, you have to do with more of a British accent, because it's valet. valet is very American. Valet, yeah. sort of British, valet, <laughs> I can't even do it. It's valet, 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 valet. I say valet. Valet, valet. Yeah, you know. I say, it's funny, because I would say, if I were in England, and I, by weird chance, I had a valet, uh, you know, waiting upon me, or helping me put my clothes on, or whatever, I would have called him a valet, but then I would go to, I would drive my car, which I don't have, but I would, to a <laughs> restaurant and I would ask for valet parking. Wouldn't you guys? You would say valet you parking? Say yeah. I would say va valet? I would say valet. Wait, no, wait, I don't know what it is. Oh, no, I would say valet. I think I'm being, oh, you're right. I think I'd say valet, <laughs> valet. I don't know. Okay, now, Bertie Wooster. Jeeves, right. is he? You would say he's his valet. I would he say is he's his, valet. his valet. No, he is. He is. Oh, his I valet. would say he's valet. his valet because he's British. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would still say valet. <laughs> I, I again, I, I want to bring up the fact that I work in public radio, and so I don't have a lot of call for what, either having a valet or even using valet parking. <laughs> so, you need to discuss your remuneration <laughs> well, yeah, there, Fletcher. What, what I do is park a few blocks away and walk. But. <laughs> I did the same thing. That's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but I probably, if it really came down to it, I would probably say valet parking. That's what I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think I would valet. say valet parking. I don't know now. <laughs> no. Okay. So now there's examples where it's it valet rhymes with Sally, which I wouldn't do. No, valet, that I wouldn't Sally. do. I would not do that. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It was Thompson. The valet looked gravely at Sally. That doesn't seem to work for me. No. Okay. Unless he had Th Thomas. That's out. Unless it was Thompson, the valet looked gravely at Salet. <laughs> <laughs> valet park. Valet parking. Okay. The, I, I just I'm I'm blocking you guys out. Okay. H Kathy, what are you doing? I'm looking for the valet park. Valet <laughs> is what I'd say. Valet okay. parking. All right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> and I think we can all now park and go to the restaurant until next time. I'm ready to eat, you guys. I am so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. 
And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, knrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>